Amen. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. The word of the Lord. Hope College, thanks for being here tonight. Yeah? Super Bowl Sunday, 5 p.m. Amazing. Uh, my name is Matt Margarone. I'm the chaplain of athletics. Here we have with us C.J. Ottoman. Yeah, give C.J. Ottoman a big hand. C.J. is a captain of the baseball team um, and an early morning champion since their practices start at what time? 5.15 in the 5.15 in the morning. Uh, just started this past week. Courtney Barnes is, should be ranked number one in the country. We'll see after this weekend. Member of the basketball team, plays in the low post, and uh, just watch her. She's fierce uh, down there. So she's also, these are my two student chaplain of athletics who serve our athletic community as well. So, hey, we're gathered here at 5 p.m. tonight, which is exciting because there's a little event tonight, a little event. What's it called? Anybody know? It is the Super Bowl. Holy cow. Um, and part of me feels a little bit weird that we would move a church service, uh, move a gathering service for this uh, cultural phenomenon. And yet part of me embraces that as well because there's this interaction between sport and culture and our pursuit of God that all kind of mixes in together. Uh, it's hard to separate those things. It's undeniable that our entire world is impacted by sports, economically, philosophically, emotionally, socially, the list goes on and on. We have to admit that sports and culture are intertwined. Whether it was the gladiators in the Colosseum early on, or the Greeks, the ancient Greeks in the Olympics, and now the beautiful game called football, or as people around the world, uh, we call it here soccer, but everywhere else around the world calls it football. I have a book in my office called How Soccer Explains the World. And it literally talks about how governments have come to power and fallen based on their uh, connection with soccer in their countries. It's incredible. Sports, countries, faith, they're all intertwined. Today, my daughter and I, Leah, we're talking about the Super Bowl. Leah's right there. She's awesome. Um, we were talking about the Super Bowl today, and she asked me, hey, Dad, who do you hope is going to win? And I said, the Chiefs. And perhaps maybe some of you are like her. She said, I really don't care who's going to win. I just hope the commercials are good. That's what she thought. Um, I've already seen some coming up online. There's a Bill Murray one that uh, Groundhog's Day I'm very excited about. Um, the truth is that some believe sports to be an integral part of life and even faith. For others, it's hard to reconcile how sports and faith combine. Because to be honest, sports can end up distracting us from our ultimate goal, which is knowing and loving God. In some ways, the pursuit of athletics, the pursuit of sports is actually idolatry. A love of fame, 
a love of money, a love of self, a love of competition over God. And in a sense, none of it's even worth it. It's futile. There is no purpose to this whole thing that my job is based upon. There's no purpose to this thing that so many of you spend your days and lives doing. And yet in a week, this week, for some reason, sports has dominated the headlines. We lost nine people in a helicopter crash in California. And today, people all over our country are going to be gathered in restaurants, in homes, in churches to watch a game. And all of it is around this thing we call sport. There's obviously more to sports than just winning and losing. And yet, how do we reconcile all of this with our Christian faith? I don't know. I can't answer all the questions. But I'm wor- what I'm learning is that the athletic pursuit is also a reflection, a story, part of the narrative of what God has for us here on earth. Sport at its finest tells us the stories of individuals, of teams, of communities, of people coming together to accomplish something greater. This evening, you're going to go home, and you're either going to ignore the Super Bowl completely and go back to your studies, or you're going to watch it and eat appetizers with your friends and just celebrate the commercials and the terrible halftime show. Or you're going to be super engaged in who wins or loses. Wherever you are tonight, after our talk together, I want you to see sports in maybe a different way. I want you to embrace it for what it can teach us about how we're made and who we can become in God. These last seven days for me personally have been really impactful. As we've watched the world respond to the death of Kobe Bryant and eight other people, athletes, three teenage girls, a college baseball coach, mothers, and so many more. One week ago, our world reeled in exasperation as we reflected on a tragedy that just didn't make sense. And yet, we're faced with loss every day. The death of a loved one, cancer for a grandparent, the loss of a relationship. What about this situation grabbed our attention, brought all of us into focus? Was it the fact that this man Kobe seemed invincible, the superhero, and then now he was gone? Was it the fact that he was a celebrity, that he was a dad to a young girl with so much promise? Was it the fact that his life was filled with great joys, the highest of the highs of accomplishment, and yet the lowest of the lows where he was accused of an unforgivable thing? Was it that there were children and families on board? What was it? What was it that captivated us? Kobe Bryant was a controversial figure, but his life, like yours and I's, is but a journey. A journey where we're trying to just understand what this thing is all about. Kobe Bryant, during his last year playing in the league in 2015 and 16, was starting to come to the end of his career, and he wrote a poem 
um, about basketball. And I want you to shift that in your brain. I want you to think about life, maybe like Kobe thinks about basketball tonight. He wrote this as a reflection about the thing that gave him purpose, the thing that gave him life, the thing that gave him his calling and his direction. And maybe there's something in there for us tonight. This, uh, this poem went on to become a four-minute movie, and he won an Oscar. He was a, Kobe Bryant wasn't just a basketball player. He won an Academy Award for this poem. And so CJ's going to read Dear Basketball for us. Dear Basketball, from the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew that one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all, from my mind and my body, to my spirit and my soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one, and so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle, and I gave you my heart, because it came with so much more. I played through the sweat and hurt, not because you challenge, not because challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you, because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. You gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding, my mind can handle the grind, but my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay, I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we can both savor every moment we have left together, the good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have, and we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands, five, four, three, two, one. Love you always, Kobe. Have you ever loved something that much in your own life? Maybe it's academics, maybe it's your family, maybe it's a significant other. For Kobe, it was basketball, and it gave him purpose. Um, CJ and Courtney are here with me, and sports are a huge part of their life and a huge part of their journey, and they're gonna share a little bit about that tonight. Okay, so sports have always been something that defines me as a person, um, whether it's me continuing to watch sports all the time, playing them, and eventually becoming a coach. Um, I think they'll always be a really strong part of my life. Um, for as long as I can remember going to sporting events with my family, whether that's the Chicago sports teams like the Cubs or the Blackhawks, um, we always go to those games and still do. So it's kind of something that's brought our family together. Uh, I remember going to my brother's basketball, football, baseball games, and my dad was always the coach, and my mom was always in the stands with me and my other brothers who weren't playing. And that was just something that was always a part of my family's life. Um, sports are just something that, I don't know, I always got myself into, whether it was playing with my neighborhood kids as a, one of the only girls in my block, but I would play with the boys' baseball in the little cul-de-sac or soccer and volleyball. Um, as a kid, gymnastics, and then eventually basketball and volleyball were my top sports. Um, college is something that faith had been intertwined, and it's really cool that those things have been hand in hand as um, being at Hope College. And I just 
it's always been a part of my life and it's really important to me, so yeah. So for me, yeah, sports have been a part of my life ever since I was a little kid too. How many of you played youth sports, like rec league, something, when you were a kid? Yeah, that's a big group. Um, and so when I was younger, I like tried to play every sport that my parents would let me play. So uh, baseball, basketball, um, swimming. I was a swimmer once upon a time. Um, yeah, like you name it, I was probably doing that. Um, and like my fondest memories really are from sports. Um, I think I met a lot of my best friends playing sports um, still to this day. Like some of my closest friends are uh, kids that I played like youth baseball with. Um, and like my fondest memories too were playing catch in the front yard with my dad or like, like you said, like playing wiffle ball or something with the neighborhood kids. Um, and so I began to just like fall in love with sports and what they provided. And I think the two things that uh, kept bringing me back were the relationships and then the life lessons that I was able to learn. Um, and so, uh, like Matt said, I play baseball here. Um, I really fell in love with baseball. There was something different about it um, from other sports, uh, in my opinion. Um, and so, uh, baseball, if you don't know a lot about it, it's a game of failure, where a batting average, if you get a hit three out of 10 times, like that's, you're an incredible baseball player. And so, uh, like from a young age, I had to learn how to deal with failure and what that looked like in my life. Um, not just on the baseball field, but off the baseball field as well. Um, if I was able to learn how to not throw my helmet in the dugout after I struck out, um, then I was able to apply that to uh, different life situations as well. Um, and so those were some of the reasons why just sport was super important to me. Um, and yeah, I think that's really transferred here uh, in, into my athletic experience at Hope as well, um, where I think that the relationships that I've built are so much stronger, um, and I've learned a lot of different things over my time here at Hope. Um, and yeah, I think too, it's been a challenge trying to understand how I can intertwine my faith into my athletic experience, um, and that's something that I'm still, try still trying to learn and trying to incorporate, but um, yeah, for me, it's really the people. That's what it is, so yeah. Um, and I know that there's probably a lot of you in here who like maybe sports like isn't that important to you. Um, or maybe you like don't see why sports can play an impact in your life. Um, yeah, and there's just, sports really, they should matter to all of us at least a little bit. Um, like Matt said, like the Super Bowl's tonight. Um, and I'm sure like everybody's doing something for the Super Bowl, um, yeah, but. Court, you have more to say about why sports should matter to all of us? Yeah. I think that sport is kind of like a universal language. Um, CJ and I actually both went on a missions trip with Hope Athletics to Zambia, and a lot of those kids didn't even speak the same language as us, but we were doing sports ministry, so we were able to communicate with them through that, and it was really amazing to see how God worked through us with not even being able to speak to the kids we were working with. And I think the idea of sports is just more than the habit of competition, which can lead to sports being a little bit negative if you get too competitive and then you're not really glorifying God in that way. Um, I think that in a simpler context, it's more about like the physical activity that you're doing. So God has given us each body and we're, no matter what that physical activity is, we're all, we all can do something, whether it's breathing or running a marathon or being a competitive sport athlete or just walking up and down the street. Um, God has given us all that ability and I think that that might not be a sport to you, but it's still like a physical activity and that's what we can use that for. Um, we can also relate this to teams. 
So no matter if you're on a sports team or a team with your a group in school or a class that you're working on a group project that's kind of like a team or when we all go to the workforce eventually we're going to be in teams working with if you're a teacher you're going to be working with your colleagues in that or in a business um, you can just use that aspect of sports to really um, glorify God in that way um, sports is applicable to, in this context and just the team aspect um, sports also an avenue to glorify God and share the gospel if CJ and I weren't playing sports here at Hope College, we probably wouldn't be here sharing with you at the gathering. So I think it's just cool that God is using us in that way and we're able to share with you guys the gospel a little bit and relate that to faith and sport. And as Matt mentioned earlier too, um, sport does hold a great power over culture. Um, and so I just want to share like a couple examples of where I like personally have seen this. Um, uh, the Mets game, after 9-11 where Mike Piazza hit a game-winning or like to take the lead, hit a home run. Um, uh, there were so many uh, first responders that were there um, and their families were there. And just for that little moment, everybody seemed to forget about what had happened in the previous week or the previous weeks before. So sport provided a moment of joy there. Similarly to that, um, the year the Boston Marathon bombing happened, um, the Boston Red Sox actually won the World Series that same year. Um, and so that's just another specific example of where people can come together um, in difficult times, times of struggle, and can all rally around a common thing where they can build relationships and seek joy and just, they can kind of forget about like what had happened um, and kind of put that away. Um, and just recently with the passing of Kobe Bryant, um, really I don't think that there has been anything uh, within, I don't, I don't even know how long, something that has brought our country and our athletes more closer together than uh, Kobe passing. I think that everybody in some respect like idolized Kobe or knew who he was and um, yeah, it just like brought everybody so, closer, so close together. Um, and so that's just like another example of how like you can't really separate the two. It's really difficult to separate sport and culture. Um, and just like, it also provides an avenue for, uh, to impact culture too, like to make a difference. Um, like Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, that was a huge, huge, huge moment in our country and uh, the civil rights movement. Um, LeBron James wearing his more than an athlete apparel, like that's a big deal too. They are given a platform um, and that gives them a space to kind of share um, and impact culture. And then I do also, like Courtney was talking about too, like sport can bring out a lot of negatives as well. Um, I can think of like, there are a couple of times where I've heard people say like, oh, that guy's such a nice guy, but he's just an absolute jerk on the floor or like something like that, where like it's almost polarizing, like somebody seems to act completely different when they're playing a sport than when they're not playing a sport. and. Yeah, sports are competitive, and if you aren't competitive when you're playing, like, it's kind of confusing, like, why are you playing then? You're out there, you really do want to win, like, that's what you're striving for. And I guess the thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, does God, like, want us to be competitive? And what does that look like in our sport specifically? Um, and personally, like, I really think that he does want us to be competitive and wants us to excel. Um, the difference, I think, is 
there's like different ways you can be competitive. You can be competitive and be really cocky at the same time, or you can be competitive and be humble and care for the opponent. Um, like you can still want to win, but that doesn't mean that you have to put the other person down either. And so I just think that it's a challenge. It really is like I find myself catching myself a lot. Like, okay, maybe I should regather my thoughts or um, something when I'm like sitting in the dugout or on the pitching mound. Um, and so, yeah, it's like something that we all need to work on um, in sports. But, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, um, it's obvious that sport has a huge part of their lives, and each one of us has a different story. And whether it's athletics or it's competition, um, how does this all tie into our own individual faith journey? And that's what I want to just reflect on for just a minute to close us up. A couple years ago, actually a long time ago, 2006, right, uh, kind of nearby graduating from Hope, I played soccer here at Hope, and I wanted to run a half marathon. Anybody ran a marathon or a half marathon before? Oh my gosh, okay. Uh, it doesn't look like I could run one now, but I did run one back in the day. It's a true story. With my brother, uh, we decided, I said, hey, I wanna run a rock and roll half marathon with you. And so we did this in Virginia Beach. And a rock and roll half marathon means they put bands at every mile. And so you're running along. And so as you run, there's bands playing music. So like every time you get tired, people are dressed up in like tutus and running. It's crazy, it's super fun. But there's a point in time where that, that like dies down for a bit. Like you're still tired at mile nine and 10. You're still exhausted. And this particular marathon was in Virginia Beach and the last three miles, you got down to the beach and the finish line was at the beach, but you had to run a mile this way and then turn the block and run a mile this way and then turn the block and run a mile this way and then come back down and hit the finish line. And so we were running and my brother, he was the one getting tired, not me. We, um, we turned the corner and we were looking and I could look back as you passed through the buildings, you could see the finish line kind of through the buildings. But when you saw the finish line, you like, you got charged up and then you kind of hit the building and you couldn't see anymore and you were just surrounded by other people. But then you turned the corner and you saw it again. And so you got perked up and the eyes saw where you were headed. You know, our faith journey is a little bit like that. We read from Hebrews this morning or just uh, from the beginning of our time. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning and shame. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you do not grow weary and lose heart, fixing our eyes on Jesus, I heard this acronym once, that to live fully alive means you're always living in view of eternity. To live fully alive means you're always living in view of eternity, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Hope College Gathering Community, as you go out into this world and this week, try to embrace what the Lord has for you. Remember that we're all running a race. And it's incredibly difficult. You will face trouble. You will be called upon to endure, to persevere. You will grow weary. But remember that you have a people that have gone before. 
You have a God who has experienced it all, including the cross. And you must not lose heart. We must pursue throwing off the sin and fix our eyes on Jesus. Practically, what does this mean? Surround yourself with people who are running the same race as you. Spend time with Jesus in his word, in prayer, out in his creation. Embrace God's grace and yet pursue a life worthy of the calling that you have. Throw off the stuff that's holding you back and just go after it. Always live in view of eternity and don't give up. You're in the middle of a faith journey. It will come with questions. There will be pain. There will be victories. You will feel as if you can't go on. There will be moments that you won't know what your next step will be. But if you keep your eyes up, if you keep them fixed on Jesus, I think you can keep running. You see, sports, races, competition, all of this is a reflection of the creator of the image. And when done in the wrong way, like everything that we do in life, it's idols and it's sin. But it can give us a picture of this greater story of the gospel narrative and how we live our faith. I'm curious what our lives would look like if we embraced Jesus, our faith journeys, the same way that Kobe loved basketball. I'm gonna read his poem, but in a different way. I'm gonna call it Dear Faith Journey. From the moment I started recognizing my father's voice and walking among your people and reading your words amongst your beautiful creation, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep I gave you my all, from my mind and body to spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the road. I only saw myself running into your arms. And so I ran, I ran up the mountain and into every valley, into every moment of life for you. You asked for the hustle and I gave you my heart because it came with so much more. I ran through the sweat and the hurt, not because the challenge called me, but because you called me. I did everything for you because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you made me feel. You gave your six-year-old boy his lifelong dream and I'll always love it for it. But as I grow older, the running looks different. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind, but my body knows it's time to say goodbye. And that's okay. I'm ready to embrace what's next. I want you to know now so we can savor every moment we have in this life together, both the beautiful and the difficult. We have given each other all that we have, and we both know no matter what happens next, I'll always be that kid with the bright smile and open eyes, horizon out in front of me, running with arms open wide into my father's arms. Love you always, your faithful follower. Let me pray. Hey God, thank you for the opportunity to reflect on you and what sports teach us. As we go out into our week, let us remember how much you loved us and that we can run our race with our eyes fixed on you. In your name, amen.